Destination weddings. Mm. Mm. Uh, that, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so obviously, I think, and nowadays when you're talking about trends, it seems like over the last few years, weddings I've been to and so on, most of them have been abroad from where, you know, the people are living. Right. What's your... Hey guys, welcome to Hope It Helps. Today's guest is Zainab El Salih. Zainab is a world-renowned luxury wedding planner, entrepreneur, author, and mother of three. She has also been recognized on numerous occasions as one of Dubai's leading female entrepreneurs and a global ambassador for Dubai as one of the world's leading wedding destinations. During this episode, we discuss her journey to become a wedding planner. We talk about the challenges that arise during the planning process, how Dubai has become an attractive wedding destination, and she shares with us all the secrets of what goes on behind the scenes. And as a disclaimer, guys, I just wanted to mention that Zainab was actually our wedding planner, and if anyone is looking for a wedding planner, Zainab is hands down the best. So please join me, everyone, in welcoming to the show, Miss Zainab Al Salih. Thank you, Khaled. Very nice to be here. Uh, thank you for your time. So, guys, this is a, a very special guest. Um, I don't usually have this kind of relationship <laughs> with my guests. So just some context, guys. Zainab was actually uh, my wedding planner. Um, and I think it's safe to say we were the easiest clients <laughs> in the world. You were. Uh, yeah, you were. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> It's okay, we'll, we'll talk off record, it's fine. <laughs> um, but yeah, so Zainab not only did our wedding and Yanni, obviously if you were there, lucky you. Uh, we, it was an amazing time and I haven't actually spoken to a wedding planner on, a pod, on my podcast before. So anytime there's someone that I, an area I haven't touched, I'm really excited. And coincidentally, you also did our wedding. So there's yes. so many things to like bring into it. Um, but before we get into everything, Zainab, why don't you give all of us a little bit of background about yourself and we'll take it from there. So I have been doing this for 15 years. Um, I'm also a mother of three boys, um, almost men now. Mm -hmm. not, I can't call them boys anymore. <laughs> <laughs> um, I actually st started my career as a banker um, and then, uh, you know, shifted into weddings and events. It wasn't something I had dreamt of or planned. It just kind of happened organically um, and it was my passion that I didn't realize I had mm. until I started doing it mm. um, so it's, it's been 15 years I can't believe how long it's been looking back now you know they always ask you whether if you know how hard it would have been and you would know you do would you do it all over again and it's it's very interesting because I love what I do I'd say yes a hundred times yeah. I would do it all over again um, I also started an interior uh, business uh, during COVID, um, and I recently published my book yeah. uh, in December of 2022. Uh, yeah, I, yes. I, I took a, just a quick glance at it from what I could find, you know, online. It looks really, really interesting, and we're going to dive into that a little bit later. But coming back to, I didn't know that um, there was, you started off in banking and then, you know, went into events and, you know, weddings. So. Those are two, like, they don't really <laughs> no. go together. So could you tell us the story about when, I guess, maybe why you decided to leave banking and you're like, you know, maybe this is an area that you'd be interested in. All right. So, uh, of course, Khaled, you come from a Middle Eastern family yep. um, and you understand the dynamics yeah. of, uh, you know, when you're deciding <laughs> what to do, uh, you know, in your professional life and what you're going to study. And especially, you know, I'm much older than you. So uh, especially with my kind of generation, you kind of listen to what your parents tell you to do. And my father's dream for me was for me to be a banker. He mm. always had this vision that his daughter is going to be, you know, a banker. Um, and I'm the eldest. 
uh, and I am a people pleaser, so I wanted to make sure I do what makes my father happy. Mm-hmm. And I went into business school, um, and I studied finance, and I graduated, and I came back, and I started working um, for uh, National Bank of Dubai at the time, which is Emirates MBD today. Oh, oh, wow! Back, yes. okay, back okay. then, way back okay. then, I'm giving away my age now. <laughs> <laughs> Those days, yes, okay. but uh, so I started off in in, in that, and you know. I, for a few years, I, I just kind of did it because I'm I'm someone that uh, once I'm committed to something, I am committed and I do it and I do it well. Um, however, there was something missing. Mm. I didn't feel I was happy doing what I do. Uh, I'm very much a people's person and um, I love... Um, uh, you know, kind of, you know, being part of happy things. And I wasn't necessarily doing happy stuff. Um, mm. I was in the credit department, which was not a happy department. You Never know, is. restructuring <laughs> loans and, uh, you know, mortgaging people's homes and, you know, and calling people for defaulting. And so it was not really a happy place. Mm. Um, and then it wasn't really until um, I had my first child that I decided that I was going to take some time off. Um, and kind of stay home for a while just to figure things out. And because I didn't really want to go back to work, um, maternity leave was six weeks, which was nothing. Yeah, Um, really short. It's very short. Mm. And I was just physically, mentally, all around wasn't ready to go back to work. So I sent in my resignation. I was like, okay, I'm going to spend a year at home and then figure out what it is that I wanted to do. It took a while for me to figure out what I wanted to do. I worked with my husband for a while and kind of dabbled in things here and there but it wasn't until almost um after I've had I'd had my second child that I kind of decided that okay I need to know what it is that I want to do I wanted to go back to the workforce or did I want to start my own thing and starting my own thing was very attractive because I wanted to uh, be flexible with my time. Sure. I wanted to be able to be there for my children and still be able to work and be productive and do something that's for me. It was actually my husband's idea. Oh, really? Yes, okay. because I'd always loved entertaining. Um, I was infatuated with the world of weddings and design and uh, home interiors and things like that. I, I planned uh, amazing dinners at home. I uh, every, every time a friend of mine got married or a relative, I'd be like, I'll do it, I'll do it. <laughs> um, so he actually was like, have you not considered that maybe this is something that you want to do because yeah. you enjoy, you love it, and you're good at it? And to be honest, it hadn't crossed my mind. I was like an event planner, and that was a new concept in this part of the world. Um, typically, you have wedding designers or florists, or but planning weddings was not a thing that people did here, like hiring a professional wedding planner. Oh, really? At because, the time, uh, no, it wasn't? Okay, interesting. Okay. No, because typically, it's planned by the family. True. You true, know how true, it is. True, it's yeah. like the aunts and the uncles and the grandparents. Mm-hmm. And, you know, everyone's involved. Everyone's Recipe involved. for disaster. <laughs> But, uh, but it wasn't, you know, like hiring a professional wedding planner. In the U.S., in Europe, it's very common. It's been around for many, many, many years. But here it was like, and when I first started, people were like, why am I hiring you? What am I paying for? Mm. What are you going to give me? They thought of something tangible. It's, yes. You know, the, the, the idea of that you're paying me for my service or for my time and expertise was, it was very hard at the beginning. Um, so when I first started, I started as a corporate event planner. Because my husband at the time had a few events that he was planning around his work. And he said, you know what? Maybe that's your start. Maybe just plan that and see how you get on. And I did. And I did that for a while. And I enjoyed it. And then it was just by sheer coincidence that the first wedding client came along. Okay. Um, And 
she called me and said that someone had given her my number and that you were a planner and that she was getting married and was here alone, had no family, no friends, and she didn't know where to start. So I had to tell her that I wasn't a, you know, yeah, I'm like, curious. How'd you, how'd you feel I, I wasn't really that? a professional wedding, but I said, I've never really planned a wedding in a professional capacity. I'd done it for friends and family. Um, I know a thing or two, but I have to tell you, you'd be my first. Mm. So she was, she was like, you know what? I have nothing to lose. You know, I'm new to Dubai. Okay. I just got engaged. My family's not here. My fiance's family are not here. Don't have friends. You know, if you're happy to do it, I'm on board. I was like, great. Yeah. As sure. long as you know <laughs> what you're getting yourself into. So that was the start. Okay. And then it went really, really well. Um, and I realized that that was where my passion lied. Mm. I, I found my passion. Yeah. And that's when Carousel was born. Wow. Never look back since. Never look back. Wow. No. That's such a, it's such a, <laughs> I, I love stories like, like that. When you, when people fall into something that they do, that was never, you know, planned. Even this sitting with you now, it was, right. this was never in the cards. And it's, I like, I like those kind of stories, how they work yes. out and then what they lead to. So I can imagine from, uh, th uh, that's such a good story about the first, that first client that you have. Because it's a, I feel it, it would be, it was a risk on both sides because she's like, I don't know anyone. And exactly. your risk is like, I, I've never done this before. Exactly. So how did it feel that first, that first experience, like planning that wedding was there? Because you've done some events before, like some right. corporate stuff. Was it just a different energy? Because I, I feel the weight of that is like, there's more significance on that rather than like a corporate event. Yeah. 100%. Um, you know, when you are planning someone's, wedding that's one of the most important days in their lives um you don't get a do-over if you make a mistake you can't say to them well let's try this again next week or let's maybe we'll fix it there's just so much at stake like you said with corporate events there's no emotional attachment i mean you're planning a corporate event something goes wrong okay i mean not that it should yeah yeah, yeah. but it's not as catastrophic as a wedding for sure um And the idea that you are the custodian of such big dreams and such a big responsibility is daunting and extremely stressful. And to this day, I mean, that does not change. Um, in fact, it gets worse, I think, because as you know, the weddings got bigger and the, the mm. responsibilities got, and the expectations were higher. It's yeah. getting worse. The expectations must be the, exactly. the challenge. Yeah. Um, so that, I think that was a thrilling um, experience for me. And to also be part of such an emotional time and such a happy time and joyous time. And that these, you're, you're part of memories. You're part of people's memories. Like you'll always remember me. Yes, for right? sure. Yeah, absolutely. Every time yeah. you think of your wedding, yeah. you're going to remember me. <laughs> yeah, I am. And knowing that is a very fulfilling thing for me, knowing mm. that my couples and their families will always remember me and hopefully associate me with the happiest day of their lives. Sure, sure. So I think what a blessing. Mm. Yeah. So I think, and that is what um, drew me to the world of weddings versus corporate, for example, is that human touch, is that personal connection. Yeah. Um, and it just, it felt like my purpose is yeah. to bring joy and happiness to people. Yeah. It, it sounds like it felt comfortable for you. It's, it did. It felt like, it sounds like why did you, as you were doing it, you're like, this feels right. Right. This exactly. is what, this is this what is I me. want. Yeah, this is exactly, there you go. Yeah. This is you. So yeah. on the the uh, the personal touch that you were talking about because I was thinking about this when I was preparing is compared to because what you're providing is a service right your knowledge expertise your time 
In other areas or in other service-based businesses, you do need to develop a relationship with the client because it's a service. It's not something tangible, you know. It's something that you believe I will add value to. But I feel, or I was reflecting, like, but when it comes to weddings, it's a different level of, like, personal touch that you have to have and yes. the, the importance of developing that relationship with the client in what you do is much more important or much more crucial than maybe other other service-based businesses 100 percent. like i said it's a very personal time yeah it's very intimate um it, it doesn't get more intimate than that as part of a service and you know there are times where you get so close to your clients that you're you're even part of their everyday problems mm. any issues that may arise between um i think you know the lead up to a wedding is very um emotional for everyone uh two families are coming together uh, people are getting to know each other. I mean, the couple might know each other very well, but their families, you mm -hmm. know, and there's just yeah. so much going on in the dynamics and making sure everyone's happy <laughs> and that, you know, no one feels left out. And, mm. and you know, there are times where I have, I kind of have to mediate and, and be really part of that as well. Uh, I have to walk people off the ledge at times. There are times where... Um, uh, people feel like they're uh, finding it difficult to communicate with family members, whether it's the mother or the mother-in-law or the father. And it's then my job to be able to kind of, um, I would say, bridge that gap and help. Uh, and it is part of my job because my job is to take the stress off of you and to make you enjoy mm -hmm. it. So mm -hmm. if I have to do that for you, to have you enjoy it, mm. then I will. So it is a very different kind of a relationship. Yeah. And it's very important for me to also to get to know you, yeah, to understand true. you, yeah. what you like, what you don't like, because I am planning something that ultimately should represent you and reflect you. Yeah. So when we were planning your wedding with Lana, it was very important that when people come to your wedding, they're like, oh my gosh, this is so Khalid and Lana. Yeah, yeah. This is, you know, yeah. we feel their spirit in this wedding. Um, so this is why it's a very intimate relationship. Yeah. And you, you have to get that connection. And a lot of times, if I don't feel that connection, I can't do it. Yeah, I was actually going to ask you that. So <clears throat> if you don't feel that chemistry in, you know, those... those in both ways. Yeah, yeah. In those initial meetings, even you might be like, you know what? Exactly. Yeah. yeah, and there have been times where we had actually started, and oh, then really? a few weeks into it, only to realize this is not working out. Okay, um, interesting. You know, the, if if the chemistry is not there, if the trust is not there, which is very important for me, the number one thing you have to trust me. If if I feel that my couples don't really trust me, mm. that's it. <clears throat> yeah, because you need to have blind trust. Yeah, that I know what I'm doing, and that I have your best interest at heart. And that there is absolutely no room for doubt here. Yeah. Um, and the reason why the chemistry, the, the you know, the um, getting along, the trust, because, again, I'm planning something so intimate and it's a very emotional time. And it's, a, you know, my heart has to be in it. This is not a transaction. Yeah. Yeah, it's true. In your line of business, it is not just simply a transaction. It's not. So if my heart's not in it, how am I going to create mm. a day that exudes love and happiness and, and elegance. And if, if I'm not, if I'm like, oh, I, you know, I can't work mm. with, you know, like, yeah. so it's very, very important. Yeah. And it's interesting that I think, but there's different, in any field, you're going to get different types of designers, different types of people who do this job, because obviously, <clears throat> as you know, there are other wedding planners out there that are like, I'm the best. You're coming to me for this reason. Therefore, like, take a backseat. And this is how I think it should be. And like that. And if 
And if you take it or leave it, exactly take it or leave it. So there is different approaches, you know, yeah. to that. But yeah, no, I'm not. I'm not the kind of you know. This is how it is. And no, if I know that this works, I'm 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 going to bend over backwards to make it happen for you. Yeah. If there's something I know you want and it can be done, I will do it. Mm. I may not. Maybe maybe there's a little bit of an element of, but I think this is better. But the only time where I draw the line is if I know this doesn't work, this will jeopardize. Yeah. Because at the end of the day, you don't know. I've been doing this. This is your first time. And on the day, if there's something that goes wrong or doesn't look good, you know, you're going to be like, why did you agree? Mm. I'd be like, well, this is what you wanted. Mm. Yeah. No, it's not what it, I'm going to give you my advice. I'm going to push it. I'm going to, as long as I know that this is for sure how it's going to be yeah if it jeopardizes anything it's a hard no for me yeah but i'm as flexible as can be and yeah. i will go to great bounds to make sure i give you what you want yeah but but that is your job though you know yeah. it's your job to give that opinion because you've been doing it for so long you know i'm sure throughout you know the last 15 years the number of un reasonable or ridiculous requests you've gotten are endless so there has to be someone that has to rein us in you know sometimes it's just true that's just yeah. how it is and and you know the thing is as well i think lately specifically i think I, i'm not going to say the beginning of my lately you know we're because of social media people are bombarded with so much every day they yeah. see so much it's hard to impress there's always something better and there's always something bigger and there's always something new and there's and because people see so much, it's getting harder to impress, which is why I tend to focus more on the journey and the experience. Okay. Could you tell, me, could tell us a little bit more about that? So instead of focusing heavily on what my wedding is going to look like, okay. because there are a lot of beautiful weddings and anybody can do a beautiful wedding. Um, I always tell people that the experience you create for your guests is more important. Because that's how you differentiate your wedding. Mm -hmm. It's by that experience. Yeah. Because it's very personalized. And that's my job, is to give that personalized experience to you, your family, your friends. How people feel, they will remember forever. They walk in and they see something beautiful. Oh, they're impressed for the first 10 minutes. Then it's over. Mm -hmm. And the most beautiful wedding, if it's not planned properly, if you haven't really curated an experience that fulfills all the senses... People will leave not remembering what the wedding looked like. They're not going to say, oh, it was a beautiful wedding. Mm -hmm. They're going to leave saying, the music was awful. The food was not great. The mm -hmm. service was mediocre. Mm -hmm. We were not comfortable. Uh, you know, we didn't feel like it was fun. It was, this is the stuff that people will remember and will focus on. Yeah. Yes, you have to have a beautiful wedding. It's, everything has to come together. You have to have a full... Uh, uh, concept in place from the way it looks so it, but really it's about the experience the journey is your journey to your wedding day mm. there's no point in you having a bad time leading up to it stressed everyone's upset no one's having fun no one because by the time you arrive to your wedding it's like i'm over it yeah. i just want it over and you can't feel that way mm. and one of the best compliments i ever get when my clients say goodbye to me is that we want to do it all over again. I want to do it all over. It means I did my job. Yeah. It true. means that the journey to their day was just as enjoyable as the day. 
Yeah. And they want to do it all over again because you hear it sometimes, you know, some brides say, oh, my God, the, the planning journey was so hectic, was so stressful. You know, I just couldn't wait for it to be over. I don't want to have to ever do it again. Mm. And that's not good. Yeah. Yeah. I must say, in my experience, I, I felt that way just because of the it's not because of the actual wedding pro, like planning process. It's about going through that like that anticipation that, and the, the anticipation yeah. and this and the number of things you need to can like take into consideration you know like people places numbers this who coming from here coming there's there's so much more that goes into a wedding that i wasn't aware, aware of. of i'm yeah. like oh yeah you have a wedding it looks good and great <laughs> yes, you know good food of... good music khalas, you know yeah. that's it but to get all those there's a, there's a lot of work to get there but one thing you said which i think is interesting so you said every wedding you do is special. It is unique because you can't, you know, replicate that. But so every wedding and every event is one of a kind. But I've heard uh, in articles that you've talked about, there are tre- like wedding trends. So if every experience is a one is a unique one of a kind thing, how are there also trends in the wedding? Could you, you know, um, uh, yeah. it's, it sounds counter, it sounds counterintuitive. Uh, so, so there are trends like things that are, for example, trending, like whether it's color trends. Or, okay. or maybe, uh, let's say, photo booths were a big thing for a long time. Uh, for example, instead of a traditional wedding cake, cupcake towers, thank God that's over because <laughs> I was not a fan of cupcake towers. Um, so they are these kind of trends. However, yeah. when it comes to designing weddings, mm. I try and incorporate trends in a manner that stays timeless. Okay. I don't want you to look back at your wedding and be like, what were we thinking? Mm. Why did we decide to do that? Even if you're going to incorporate a trend, you need to do it in a way that is elegant and not really tacky. There are some tacky trends that come, and I refuse. (laughs) You know, I'm like, you know what? This is not me. Yeah. Uh, This is not how, how I envision a carousel wedding to look like. And I will draw the line. I will say, if you come to me and say, I want uh, swans and dolphins, and we're going to be like, under the sea theme is trending. Mm. Like, I'm sorry. Okay. Okay. I'm not the right person for you. Yeah, that's fair. That's fair. Because at the end of the day, this is just too gimmicky. And five years from now, you're going to look back and you're not going to want to look back at your photos. You're going to hate it. Mm. And I need to be proud of the wedding as well. Yeah, of Um, course. Every single one of my weddings is on our social media platforms, on my website, in my book. There isn't a wedding today. If you tell me, is there a wedding that you don't want anyone to see or remember? Even my first wedding. Mm. It's actually in the book. And when you look at it, you couldn't tell when that wedding was. Yeah. So every wedding is unique. It might have some elements that are more trending for that year, like a garden wedding. But it's not like with trends that are very gimmicky. Gimmicky, okay. And I think that's so, it's so interesting or it's very challenging, I can imagine, to make, to, to create a timeless experience in the sense that no matter what point you look back in the future at this, it's not going to feel dated to you. You know, it's still going to have that element that <clears throat> of relevance now, five years, 10 years, you know, yeah. 20 years from now. But now I, I didn't know what you meant by trends. Now I get what you're talking. When you said photo booth, I'm like... <clears throat> instantly, yeah, that's a tr- yeah. instantly, instantly got that. But yeah, uh, yeah some trends are good. <laughs> some trends are good. <laughs> I do like but, you know, trends. it's like they say, you know, like uh, sometimes, you know, fashion trends, they're fleeting. But, sure. you know, having a style 
is forever. That's true. Yeah, that's time. That's yeah. your your, your exactly. brand, your branding, your style. Yeah. So you have a particular style, and it doesn't matter if that's trending today or not. It's your style. Yeah. And as long as you wear it with elegance and grace, and it, it's it's not really that because you know not everyone looks good in a trend. True. Just yeah, because yeah. it's trendy, I'm not going to wear it. And the same applies for weddings. Not because it's trending, we're going to do it. Mm. So trends need to be approached very carefully. Yeah. Yeah. And I can imagine bringing it back to, you know, the personal side. So if I come to you, because it's so, your job is very difficult. And you said it actually in one of our first meetings, you're like, I'm, you know, I'm the wedding planner, I'm a therapist, you know, I'm like, <laughs> I'm all these different things. And from how invested you have to get into like your relationship with your clients and building that vision must be very challenging. And I'm just reflecting on our experience and I'm sure this is common in every situation is managing different perspectives because you have yours on what you think works, doesn't Correct. work, or what you think would look nice, not look nice. And then there's like mine, there's like my parents, there's like, there was Lana, you know? So that, and in every situation, it's very diff. I can imagine it's very difficult to balance all of those things. Compromises, I feel, have to happen across, you know, the board. As with everything in life, yeah. you know, there has to be compromises. But my job is to balance all of that out. Okay. Um, I kind of absorb everything from everyone. I mm. understand. I understood what you and Lana wanted. I mm -hmm. understood what your parents wanted. Um, and my job ultimately is, don't say that to your parents. No. <laughs> I want, you were my number one sure. priority. Yeah. I needed to make sure that at the end of the day, you and Lana were going to be happy. Yeah. Yes, I wanted your parents happy, but... I tried in a very discreet way <laughs> to make sure that I give you guys everything that you want. Yeah. Um, and then it's, it's a compromise as well. Of like, course. Okay, so, you know, the parents want something a bit more formal mm -hmm. and you guys wanted mm -hmm. something that's a little bit mm -hmm. more down to earth. More mm -hmm. about, you know, we were able to mesh both. Oh, and, yeah. And give them the experience and give you the experience that yeah. you wanted. Yeah. Um, but I think the issue here is, is that there has to be flexibility. So yeah. People need yeah, to be yeah. flexible as yeah. well. And also a lot of times I feel that when I tackle it in a way where I make people think that it's my idea. Okay. You don't necessarily have to be, no, no but Lana and Khaled want mm. that. Mm. Or no, but your parents want that. Mm. No, I have to be very tactful sure. as how I approach yeah. ideas and yeah. things that I bring to the table. I, and and, and I feel like you have, you have to pick, sorry to interrupt you, I feel like yeah. you have to pick and choose, you know, the battles as well. Yes. You know, this is like, this has to be, go, this one has to go to the parents and then in this situation, okay, uh, this should right. maybe should go to them. It's okay. 100%. Okay. You have to pick your battles. And also I think as, as your you know, clients start to understand and know you, mm. that level of trust. It's like, you know what? No, you know what you're doing. Yeah. They, they allow me to it. And then, you know, you get into that comfortable rhythm yeah. as well. Yeah. Um, which doesn't take a long time for people to, and usually most of the time when my clients hire me, that is already there from the beginning. Sure. Whether it's because of um, hearing from previous clients or through meetings, mm. you know, you kind of know yeah. That you feel comfortable. I think, you know, when we first met, when yeah, you left I was, the meeting. I was, I was sold. Yeah. You, you, know, honest, you felt honestly. like, okay, I can see her being our planner. Yeah, yeah, for sure. You know, it's a feeling you get. I think uh, when for us, when working with you, like from mine and Lana's perspective, the most important thing was, I, like you said, anyone can do a beautiful wedding. But I, I, I need someone who's going to give me what I want. But also, I want it, I wanted it to feel genuine. 
Like, do you, does this person care? Yes. Or am I just uh, a client to them? Exactly. And that applies, you know, to every service-based, you know, relationship that yeah. you have. You know, if, you, if it's authentic and it comes with care and that translates to your client, then you're doing the right thing, yeah. I think. Yeah. yeah. And like I said earlier, it's not a transaction. To yeah, me, yeah, you, exactly. You know, and it's very, pres- I'm dealing with humans. Mm. It's like when I do my corporate events, for example, you're dealing with corporations, you're dealing with people that really, at the end of the day, they're also employees in that corporation. There is a, they care, but they're not emotionally invested. And yeah. it's like, when, when I'm, talking to people uh, about their wedding it's very personal it's it's like it's raw it's emotion it's you know i can't mm-hmm. talk to them like you know what this is what it is take it or leave it and you know you can't be matter of fact sure uh because at the end of the day you have to understand it's it's a, it's a very emotional time for them yeah um which is you know we come to the tricky subject of talking money and budgets mm-hmm. it's very hard with sure. weddings yeah very hard yeah yeah uh because you know i hate the money part of it yeah. Because I feel it sucks that kind of uh, uh, joyful and, you know, then it yeah. becomes more transactional, which is something that I don't like. And also it's like sometimes like you can't, you know, it's hard to talk to people about money when it comes to their wedding. And, you know, this is their personal money. It's not yeah. like a company's budget is allocated. <laughs> exactly, you know, yeah. It's so difficult. For sure. Um, so it's quite tricky. Yeah. And because yeah. you, you have to bring you you have to create the fantasy, but you also have to bring the reality into that fantasy. You <laughs> Sometimes <know>? it's hard. <laughs> yeah, it's not. To burst a bubble. <laughs> <laughs> but yeah, yeah but that's where, you know, things have, a, things have a price and things have budgets yeah, and yeah, everyone yeah. has their own respective thing. Does, um, when it comes to, because you were talking about how, uh, you know, early days, that, how your first wedding started and so on. Is there any, do you have any like, crisis wedding day like stories that you could share doesn't no name obviously no names in <laughs> no, situation. no names but i'm curious I, if there was one wedding just on the day that comes to mind you're like oh you, everything has just gone you to know today. believe it or not <laughs> there's always something that happens sure, sure always yeah but the key is is that we're prepared mm. for everything and anything that may happen you know there is always that backup plan to that backup plan to that backup plan <laughs> um but i think one of the stories that and, and we've always averted it. We've, we've always been able to avert problems and situations. And, you know, I, I have a very, um, like, rigorous process in place. And uh, my suppliers are all very reliable. And I know that in times of crisis, they'll all come through. Uh, and, I, of course, you know, being calm and be, being, you know, uh, just ready mm. is very important. But I think one of the ones that really stand out for me was one of my first, like, weddings back in 2011. Um, I'd been doing weddings for two, three years by then. And uh, we actually um, had a ceiling installation and it was all these Chinese lanterns. Chinese lanterns were like a big thing at the time. And I couldn't find them here. And that was one of the things that the client really wanted to have, like like a lantern installation over the dance floor. So I had to order them from the US. Um, and then we were setting up the day before. So it took a good seven to eight hours to hang them because I was standing there. No, this is, you know, a few inches up, a mm-hmm. few inches, like <laughs> just to kind of like get the exact look and feel, yeah. you know, each one individually being hung. Um, and then, so we went home, we set up and we went home to come back to the wedding the next morning. The wedding was due to start at around 2 p.m. We had a ceremony. And then the wedding reception in a tent on the beach um, at uh, Mina Salam. So I arrive at seven in the morning. I walk into the tent and the lanterns are gone. <laughs> what? And I was like, 
Where are the lanterns? No one knows. And I'm freaking mm-hmm. out. Mm. Anyway, long story short, someone that had an event planned on the beach right outside our tent the night before assumed this was part of their setup and dismantled them. Oh, my. On this, on the, and you found this out the morning of the, the wedding? The morning of the wedding. And wow. dismantled them. <laughs> oh I brought in the hotel um, event uh, coordinator and I was basically like, these lanterns are to be brought back now. Mm. I don't care what you do. I don't care where you go. You will bring me my lanterns. He's like, well, go buy. I said, buy what? Mm-hmm. Those are, you can't find them here. <laughs> I said, I want those lanterns. I don't care what you have to do. Otherwise, I'm calling the police. <laughs> yeah, fair, uh, fair enough. Ser- because yeah. this is our venue. Yeah. Someone actually trespassed on our venue mm-hmm. and touched our stuff and dismantled. I said, where's your security? How, how was this even allowed to happen? Anyway, of course, I'm like freaking out. I'm like crying. I'm like, what am I going to tell my client? Long story short, they found them. Okay. Luckily, they contacted them and and they brought them back. At that point, it was like 9.30, 10. Wow. And the wedding starts at 2. Yes. Oh, my God. That was the fastest ever that we hung an installation. It took us an hour and a half to do something that took us eight hours the day before. Wow. And yeah, but we did it. And uh, the client really didn't know. I mean, if they'll listen to this podcast, they'll know. But I think it's been too long. Yeah, I think <laughs> they that think happened. they're not going to care. <laughs> you haven't gotten a complaint by now. Yeah, no exactly. Solution. No, but I mean, we averted that crisis. I mean, sure. luckily, yeah. um, they, they, they were brought back to us. But yeah, I mean, that was something that always stands out. It's a story that I will never forget <laughs> yeah. because it was just crazy. See, and see, for something like that to happen, and the stakes are so high. Exactly. You know, you don't have time to mess up for something to be misplaced, let alone be dismantled. Right. And you know, it's not about the money. You know, it's not about, oh, they spent money and now, you know, I'll refund them or... No, I mean, it's not about the money. It's, it's about that something they really wanted in their wedding is, is now gone. And if I can't bring that back for them, nothing's going to make it up for them. Yeah, true. And, and that's, I think that's the most daunting thing. That's the most difficult part of my job. Yeah. Is that time and time again. And when people say, oh, you've been doing it for so long, it must be easy. I'm like, no, it's not, it, it will never be easy. Yeah, it's probably just as it's, like you said, now because, Yanni, you've been doing it for so long and you've done fant- amazing weddings, ours included, shout out. Um, <laughs> that not only is there, there that aspect, but the expectation now is all, like, yeah. also much, much higher. Exactly. So the stakes are even higher. So like you're saying, it does get, doesn't get easier. It gets harder for you. 100%. And so in every wedding, of course, you do it. And I'm sure because it's, there's such unique events and all the stuff that goes into planning them is different, you learn a lot. Was there like one though that comes to mind besides this one was like a disaster one, but was there one wedding that you really look back and it went well, but there was something that you took away that really like took you, took the, you know, your planning from where you were to like that next level, maybe an insight or a perspective that you hadn't had before. You you know, I don't think I can pinpoint a specific thing, but with every wedding, Mm. there is a learning curve. Sure. I'm constantly learning. Mm. I'm constantly improving. I'm constantly saying, okay, so there there are lessons with every wedding because every wedding is different Mm. and every wedding is unique and I deal with different people all the time. Um, So, but I think it's not that it's a lesson I learned from a single wedding, but sometimes 
um, maybe I tend to be a little bit too flexible. Okay. Okay. That I sometimes really need to put my foot down. Mm. Um, and I think in my strive to please, I sometimes might hurt myself in the process. And I, I need to kind of remember that sometimes if some, like, even if you're not pleasing someone in that particular moment, if you put your foot down, you'll please them later. You know, yeah, they'll yeah. be like, okay. You know, so I, I think with, with uh, I'm getting better with that. At yeah. the beginning, it was a problem. You know, I can imagine. But with yeah. every wedding, I I started to become a bit more assertive and a bit more less. Um, I would say, uh, you know, like okay, uh, I'll I'll do whatever it takes to make you happy. I will do whatever it takes, but sometimes it, it's by jeopardizing something. Yeah, you know? exactly. And yeah, you don't want to do that. So it's not really a particular like lesson from every wedding, or no, it's rather uh, I would say small lessons here and there with every wedding, with every event we do. And I continue to learn. Yeah, I still have a lot to learn, and, and I, I still have a lot to to uh, improve on. I would say. Okay, interesting. Let's let's uh, let me, let's touch on that a little bit. Where what's an area? Not that you're weak at, but what's an area that you would like to you know improve at? Like right now, where do you see like okay, this is the area I want to like you know take to that next level. Uh, Something that I'm also better at, I think delegating more. Okay. Not micromanaging. Okay. I think my team, I drive them crazy with, you know, it's like, uh, we've been working for you for many, many years. You know, yeah. you, you know, I tend to do that. Okay. Um, I, try, I, I tend to micromanage. Yeah. I'm a bit of a control freak. Mm. And I think I need to get better at that because sometimes that, that is a problem in business if you don't know how to delegate or mm. you know uh, just let people kind of do their job and you want to kind of be a part of every single every, every single thing because yeah. you need to let people do their job yeah true. you know yeah, yeah yeah and and when you let them do you empower them as well of course yeah you know they're like Zainab trust me she's like you told me to do this I gotta leave exactly. it to me yeah. it's, it's like what I say to my clients trust me you know don't <laughs> micromanage you know I need to I need to tell myself <laughs> <laughs> to do the same <laughs> I know. i'm getting better yeah i'm getting better i think that's my area of weakness okay but it also comes from me being very particular and because i feel the big i shoulder the bigger um i would say uh, uh burden of the responsibility well yeah at the end yeah. of the day i came to work with you know I, you specifically everything yeah. else kind of all that responsibility falls yeah, on you both exactly. as like a service and as a right. wedding and so on 100 and it's interesting when, uh, okay, let's talk, because uh, there's lots of different areas I want to dive into, so I'm trying to decide where I want to go. Um, okay, I wanted to come on to, um, so, destination weddings. Mm. Mm. Uh, that, mm. <laughs> <laughs> so, obviously, I think, and nowadays when you're talking about trends, it seems like over the last few years, weddings I've been to and so on, most of them have been abroad from where, you know, the people are living. Right. What's your... Like a wedding is so, cha everything we went through together, like a wedding is so challenging to make just let's loc locally as we did. Imagine. Imagine doing it up like, what's, the, why is doing it abroad? Would you recommend someone to do it abroad if they really, really wanted it? Or is your preference always, because on the, <clears throat> on the concept of control, you, you have less that I can influence and control there, or it's going to have to be a much heavier time investment to make sure that happens. Correct. So, you know, I get asked a lot if I do destination weddings and I say, I'm not, I'm not going to say no, I don't do destination weddings. I would do a destination wedding. However, I'm very weary of destination weddings because like you said, like here locally, 
I know my suppliers very, very well. Uh, I know who I'm working with. I can make things happen on the ground. I, I, I know the city. I know every venue inside out. There's so much that could go wrong with a wedding. So if you're working in an unknown place, uh, trying to vet suppliers is a challenge. Who are the good suppliers? Because there's so many people, they, they're not necessarily good. Mm-hmm. And the problem is with a lot of these suppliers, you're not going to know if they're good or not until you try them. Yeah, it's a trial and error kind of thing, right? You know, yeah. you could look at their work and their accolades and their testimonials. It doesn't matter. <laughs> really. I mean, you know, with social media, you know, we, like, there's so many times where I see so much on social media and I'm like, but I saw this in real life. This isn't what it looked like. Mm-hmm. People have no idea. You know, things can look spectacular on social media, but in reality, it's not the case. So it's very tricky planning destination weddings and specifically for large numbers of people. We are very equipped for large numbers of people here when it comes to staffing, when it comes to space, when it comes to equipment. Like, for example, in Europe, I always hear people say that when it's a big wedding, service is very slow. Mm. Uh, it's, it's very difficult to accommodate because they're not used to it yeah. as well. Um, and the most important thing are your suppliers. You know, it's like a chain. And if you have a weak link in that chain, there's, you could be the best planner on the planet. That's it. Mm. They'll jeopardize everything that you've done. So, yes, destination weddings, people think they're fun. Um, a lot of times it's because of the venues. You know, we were discussing this when we were discussing your venue. Yeah, yeah. Uh, I understand. We are limited with venues here. Uh, we see photos of these <coughs> spectacular venues in Europe. And everyone dreams of getting married there. But it does have challenges. It is very difficult. Logistics, um, for example. Sometimes people book a venue where your guests have to literally get on a plane, get on a train, get in a car. Get on a boat to get to the wedding. <laughs> Been there, yeah. You know, yeah. by the time your guests get to your wedding, they're exhausted. <laughs> yeah, true, true, true. You know, and we were talking about the experience. Mm-hmm. And about, you know, so people might be like, you know, was that worth it for me to go through all that to get to a wedding, attend it for a few hours and then leave again? You know, I, I'm, I'm not a fan of them for these very reasons. Sure. Um, but I do understand that sometimes it's also time of year. Like if people want to get married outdoors in the summer, they cannot do, do yeah. so here. <laughs> yeah, if you want to get married in Europe in the winter, it's mm. not an option. So there are these things that we have to take into consideration. A lot of times also, I think that's how people cut back on their numbers. Well, yeah, because it's, it's a bigger expense for me or an, and effort for me to come now to your wedding. So yes. it's, I have a question. You know, exactly. To, to, if you're to not close about, yeah. enough or you're, you're not going to do that. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, so it cut, but, cut, but it, like instead of having a thousand people, you'll have yeah. maybe three, four hundred. And I think that opens the this opens like you know that the famous debate, and this is what I was the, the debates we were having, you know, at home and whatever, is of course like it's so you know as let's say I was the groom, I'm like okay. For me, in my case, I'm I'm I don't I didn't really and you saw like I didn't really know what I wanted. I knew definitely what I didn't want. If you show, yeah. if you showed me something, I'd be like definitely not, not. that. But if you're like, what do you want? I'd be like, I don't know. Yeah. So is it easier to work with, is it easier, do you find it to work with people who have a very clear vision and, you know, you now like support that? Or in our case, for example, we, it felt like we kind of, we didn't really know and we built, kind of built it, you know, with time and as things went on. What, 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 what do you prefer? 
look, I mean, for me, either way works for me. I think that sometimes when people know exactly what they want, it's harder. Yeah, because it's super particular. It's about super that. particular. And also it doesn't work that way because they might want a certain thing, but then their venue doesn't support that vision. Mm, yeah, true. Their format doesn't support that vision. I want an all white wedding in a venue that's super colorful, for example. I want a modern wedding in a venue that is very traditional, for example. Uh, or they're so fixated on that vision that they're not flexible to any changes um, and they're not willing to work to, to change it. And sometimes their vision of what they want might be in theory amazing, but in reality doesn't work. Mm. Yeah. So I prefer that people have an idea of what it is that they want, but maybe more of an abstract idea. Okay, like a guideline, like this is the vibe. Exactly. Okay, this is my you. vibe. These yeah, are my yeah. colors. By the way, you said that you knew what you didn't like. Yeah. That to me is just as important. Mm. Yeah. If not more. Yeah, yeah. Because, because I need to know what it is that you absolutely don't like and can't stand. So I always tell people, don't just tell me what you like. Tell me what you don't like as well. Yeah. Um, and I think when you're designing a wedding, I've done it so many times that I know that I know mm. what's going to work, what's not going to work. When you're thinking of your wedding, especially looking at stories, for example, I get a lot of these uh, images from weddings in south of France or in a vineyard in Italy. And this is what I want my wedding. It's like, but this isn't here. Yeah. You know, you, you can't achieve that in a ballroom, for example. Um, we can. But again, you don't want to force things. Yeah. You don't want it to look forced. That's such a good point, like to forced when you're saying forced. Exactly. Like, yeah, you're trying to make it work, but yeah. it's just, it's not, it's right. not going to be what you exactly want no. it to be. I'll look at it mm. because I'll kind of understand what kind of look and feel you're going for, but I'm going to have to adapt it. To? Exactly. Okay. Exactly. Okay. So I do care about what you want and what you like, but some. So I, I've had people that come to me with like boards and boards and boards and like this chair and this linen and this, you know, and it's like, okay, but guys, you know, like yeah, it's yeah. not going to work that way. <laughs> I'll take all of this, but you're going to have to allow me yeah. to kind of tweak it and adapt yeah. it. Yeah. And if I'm going to be very honest, I mean, to date, most of my clients really trust me mm -hmm. and they kind of get it and understand They're like, you know, you're the expert. You've done this. Yeah. I haven't done it. So I'm, I'm happy for you to tell me what's, what works from what I've shown you versus yeah. what doesn't. Yeah. Um, but, uh, but I think there has to be flexibility with that as well. Yeah, because yeah. like, like you were saying, because I was thinking of it how in one way, if I have a very, know exactly what I want, that could be helpful to you because like, okay, very easy. I know what he wants. But now I'm like, it's my, the particularity of it is going to make it challenging for you. Right. Whether in our case for example uh it felt more of i was for me personally as khala and i was just there you know like <laughs> parents you had, were having fun you know parents had an idea lana had ideas and i'm just there like floating in i'm like okay this looks good you know this looks <laughs> this looks but that's by the way but yeah. most grooms, that's just me yeah no yeah. no but most grooms by the way grooms care about the experience yes like you know yes. the music yeah. the vibe yeah. uh, the food the mm. You know, the brides care more about how it's going to look like, for example. Yeah. So that, that's normal. I think uh, maybe I've had a couple of grooms that were interested in what the wedding was going to look like. Yeah. Uh, but most of the time, grooms are really more interested in, I would say, 
the fun part of it. Yeah. The, you know? Yeah, that's the, true. The, the vibe, the entertainment is a big thing. Yeah, yeah, um, for sure. And uh, food as well. Yeah. Um, those kind of things are more important. They're more of your priority as a groom. Exactly, yeah. yeah. And that's yeah. where you, and kind of what you touched on earlier about that feeling like, even now when we speak to our friends, whatever, it felt like you, you've done lots of weddings, right? So, Obviously, it's a very happy time, but every I think every wedding has a different energy and a different feel. And ours felt, okay, obviously, I'm going to be super biased because it was mine. But it just felt like everyone was just like happy. Oh, it was, yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, it was comfortable, you know, was, smooth, you know. It really was. It was, it was uh, the energy was uh, yeah. spectacular. It was um, fun from start to finish. Um, and I think what's important, and I always tell people that, is that you you as the couple mm. will set the tone for the night. Really? Yes. Okay, interesting. So if a couple come in and they're stiff and they're not moving and they're, you know, and they're very nervous and they're, you know, people take their cues from you. Okay. People saw that from the minute you guys came in, <laughs> that's it. Yeah. You know, the, the energy levels were high. The, you guys were like on cloud nine, you're dancing. People are happy for you. Yeah. They're there for you to celebrate you. Yeah. You have to set the, the, the tone and that's it. You take it yeah. from there. If you're going to sit there all night, not really move much, not you know, look nervous, people are not going to feel um, you know, like they want to get up and they want to dance because they're like, okay, if the couple are not dancing, they're just, oh, I'm Why not going to get up yeah. and start jumping. <laughs> yeah, yeah, <laughs> you know yeah, what I mean? Yeah, yeah. So you set the tone. You set the tone. And you guys did. And when it comes to planning, like the uh, planning a wedding, because this is something that you know I noticed through our experience is we are we like us as the couple and you we're trying to create a certain thing that we all like we want right, but it's so there's exactly what you want, but you have to the your guests play like such an important role in all of this. But then you, you know you have that dilemma is like okay, this would be nicer for the guests, but like, I don't really, you know, want that. So balancing that is quite challenging. It is. I think that's especially true, I would say, of, for example, how you format your wedding and the music part of it, mm-hmm. which is why I think, you know, it's, it's nice to kind of try throughout the d- night to, to appease the different guest groups that yeah. you have. Yeah. The elders, the youngsters, the, you know, so that you can give everyone something to enjoy during the night yeah um but regardless if you have thought of everything people are comfortable they're well fed the service is great beautiful ambiance beautiful music people are not going to want more than that even if you're not playing their favorite music yeah true no it's true (laughs) you know even those that don't dance enjoyed it they were sitting in the garden enjoying the Mm ambiance you know chit-chatting having good food so there is something for everyone. That's why everything is important. No yeah. detail is too small. Yeah. You can't skip yeah. on a detail. Because that way, there's something for everyone. Some people will enjoy looking at a beautiful wedding, looking at the flowers, looking at the details. Other people are going to enjoy the music. Yeah. Other people are just going to enjoy by being outdoors, sitting on a beautiful winter's night. Uh, other people are going to enjoy the food. Mm-hmm. Other people are going to enjoy the social aspect and chit-chatting. And then you and your friends, the party, yeah. after party. Yeah, so, yeah. <laughs> You, and but you know and the thing is you can't please everyone and you and you won't and you won't you know yeah impossible sure. yeah no matter how much you try someone will complain about something 
the key is, is that you have to remember this is your wedding. Mm. You have to be happy first and foremost. Yeah. If someone doesn't want to be happy for you, that's, that's yeah. on them. <laughs> yeah, At the end of the day, it's problem. like when I, when sometimes <laughs> in weddings I hear guests complain about certain things, it's like, but this isn't your wedding. Yeah. You yeah. can do yeah. this in your wedding. This is their wedding. Yeah. This is what they want. Mm. You're, you're invited. Be great. Be gracious. Sure. Yeah. Enjoy it. hundred percent. Make the most of it. You're there to celebrate their joy and happiness. Yeah. Um, and like I said, I think a lot of times when people see how happy you guys are, that like automatically. Into it. Yeah. yeah, exactly. And you're not, go look, you're never going to make everyone happy. No. And there's always going to be someone or something that, you know, they'll not, complain. Yeah, it's going to happen. But it's, <laughs> the music was too loud. Uh, the, uh, the lighting yes, was too bright. The, this took too long to come, yeah, whatever. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. It's, it's just, just gonna, human nature. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. And so now let's, so we've talked about, you know, the different aspects of a wedding. I want to talk about now. What, how would you advise people when it comes to looking for a venue? Now, for example, in our case, a big, a big wedding. I didn't, I, you know what I realized in our experience? I'm like, Dubai, yeah, there's a lot of spaces for big weddings, but also not really. Not really. You know, once you cross that like 500 mark, like you were saying, and very we looked limited. at so, so many very venues, limited. which was very surprising. And so the, should you... Because that, again, this is the thing that, this is another dilemma that you have to like figure out. Is it, okay, I want to invite like a billion people, but there, this venue takes like 1,000 people, you know, yeah. and balancing that. So what, how would you advise like a client, you know, when it comes to looking, you know, for, for a venue? What are the things we should be thinking about or taking into consideration? I think first and foremost, your guest list, mm. like what number are you working with? Because there's nothing worse than booking a venue only to find out that you can't fit that many people in it. And a lot of times, and this is something that really um, uh, kind of uh, annoys me with venues, <laughs> is that when they give clients, when someone comes for a site visit and they give them the capacity, they don't take into consideration a stage or a dance floor, or they give them the venue's capacity. Like empty, empty. like a shell. Just yeah. round tables, you know, <laughs> our venue can host up to 500 people. No, it doesn't. Mm. Because once you design it for a wedding, you need to have a walkway and you need to have a stage and you need to have a dance floor and you need technical areas. And you're going to reduce it by almost 150. Wow, is that significant? Yes. Oh, wow. Because yeah, all like of 30 percent exactly it's wow. like it eats up a lot of space mm. so and a lot of times people book their venues before they hire us oh, a lot of times okay. it happens that people come to us and a venue is already booked which should not be the case because i think you should hire your planner first and allow them to guide you through this process because they know things you don't yeah they know things that you are not going to be aware of when you're picking a venue. Like we once had a client pick a venue and come to us and say, I have 600 people. It's like, but your venue can't hold more than 350. Mm. Oh, yeah. yeah. How are you going to fit 600 people? It's impossible. Mm. So when you're looking out for venues, you need to make sure that maybe you consult with someone or a planner as to what actual capacity of that venue is going to be. You also need to consider things like accessibility to mm. the venue. You know, sometimes people don't like when the venue is really far and they have to walk a long time to get to it. Um, backup plan. 
you know, that was something that we discussed many, yeah, many yeah. times. I said, I'm not comfortable mm-hmm. doing a wedding in a space that has no backup plan to be indoors. Yeah. I mean, remember in the lead up to your wedding, it was raining. Yeah. <laughs> I, oh, my God. Yeah. When we were talking you about know? that, we yeah. were all scared. Just please, exactly. one day, please. But then we had the perfect <laughs> day. Yes. Alhamdulillah. Thank Alhamdulillah. You. We Thank had you. the perfect day. <laughs> so, so backup plans. And also there are some venues that are difficult to work in. Let's say they have no hanging points. So you have mm. to do ground trust supports. That eats into your space as well. Because if I'm building towers off from the floor to hang my lighting, that's going to eat up space there. Yeah. So there's a lot of technical um, considerations yeah. um, that you need to be aware of when you're looking at venues. But first and foremost, capacity is the biggest thing. That's that is the first thing you need to take. It starts from there. It starts from there. Okay. Then you have to think about what kind of a wedding do I want? We were touching on that earlier. Mm-hmm. I want an all-white wedding, but the space is very colorful. I want a modern wedding, but the space is very traditional. Mm-hmm. So you need to also kind of work with that. Okay. Think of what kind of wedding do I want? Uh, do, okay, I want a garden-style wedding, but how is a garden going to fit into this venue, for example? Yeah. Um, you know, maybe number of rooms in a, in a hotel. If mm. you have out-of-town guests, and yeah, yeah. you know, sometimes there are not enough rooms in a hotel to house your guests. Uh, where the venue is located within the city, what's around it. Again, if your wedding have out-of-town guests, uh, food and beverage, do they, is their food and beverage superior or yeah. not service? Yeah, yeah. Um, valet capacities, all of, because that all counts towards that experience for your guests. Mm. So it's not about walking in and saying, yeah, yeah, I like it, let's book it. No, there's a lot that you have to think about yeah. and uh, even when just, you're picking up your venue. Even just listening to you like go through it, I'm like, Yes, yes, and I didn't think of that, and whatever. Obviously, in the How process, I'm like, oh, this is nice, you know. Uh, but I'm, as me, I'm it's just me. I'm like, no, oh, this is good. You cannot. Be, yeah. you, you you haven't you haven't planned a wedding yeah, before. Yeah, I have not, How I would have you not, know yeah. these things? True, true, this true. comes from years and years of experience. Yeah. And for us, we we've, we've worked at these venues. We know. I know the pros and cons of every venue in Dubai. Yeah. Because I've worked in them. I've I've experienced them firsthand. Mm. So. I urge couples when they get engaged and they want to pick a, pick your planner first. Okay. Allow them to guide you through this process. It saves you a lot of heartache. Yeah. Yeah. And you you touched on you know how um, on your website that you guys have done weddings for, you know for different cultures. So now obviously an Arab wedding you know you know it yeah. off by heart inside out you know inside <laughs> out you know that's us yeah. but. When you're doing a wedding for people in different cultures, because when in our example. The la- we're speaking the same language, you right. know, the values, you know, the people, you know, all the, the, the cultural things that go into an Arab wedding. Now, when you're working with people with different cultures and different, you know, backgrounds, is it more challenging for you because you have to, you know, learn about that culture, learn, you know, how things are, what's important? Um, and do you have a preference if you, if you, you know, could decide? You know, um, Khaled, let me tell you, we have different cultures, different traditions throughout the world. Um, and... With weddings in particular, there are many. I mean, even within the Middle East. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, true. Even exactly. within the Middle East, yeah, yeah, there's so true. many different. You know, I've got the Levant, and then you've got the Gulf, and then you've got, you know, and they all have different traditions. But we're all celebrating one thing. The objective is the same. It's, yeah. We're celebrating love. Mm-hmm. Uh, a wedding's a wedding. No matter where you come from, we're going to celebrate love in the same way. The traditions might vary, but you're still celebrating. Um, love and and I think the main objectives remain the same from every wedding that I plan I love planning multicultural weddings 
and I mean, it's a blessing to be working in Dubai because you get a lot of that. Exactly, yeah. Um, and it's nice to be exposed to the different cultures and traditions. And it gives me an opportunity to really personalize a wedding. You know, like if, if the couple are from different backgrounds, to bring in some elements from each tradition mm. and to expose, the, you know, their guests, like the groom's side to the bride's side's traditions. And it keeps it interesting. It keeps it different. Mm. And you marry those traditions, yeah, together, you know, yeah. and you personalize it. So I do love it. I do enjoy it. But there's a lot of, you know, you, you have to understand who you're working with. So there's a lot of research that goes into it and mm -hmm. to try and understand and be aware of you know what's acceptable and what's not and you know like there are certain things that i didn't know about certain cultures um you know like they're acceptable in our culture like for example in um, like indian weddings you can't use white you know you can't use white yeah white is a color oh. for funerals oh really oh but, but oh, for I... us it's like white is yeah. you, you know what oh, i mean oh, I had no black idea. is the color of it you know so, so there okay. are like these kind of things that you have to really be aware of um, sometimes also like the format, like some cultures don't sit on like dinner tables or, uh, you know, like Saudis, for example, have to have two distinct spaces, a dinner space mm -hmm. and a party space. They, they don't mix the two locals, for example, don't have dance floors. They have walkways and a bridal stage. So there's lots of details and, um, it's, it's very exciting and interesting to work with these, uh, different cultures. Uh, but there's a great deal of learning. Um, yeah. and understanding yeah. but it's it's the same the the way i have to under you know to to get to know you even though we're from the same culture and traditions i still have to know you because you're a unique person yeah it that's goes, true. it's the same and you also have to understand what are people's priorities you know is it a priority for you to focus on your traditions or maybe not maybe you know i've had couples that um, I did a Nigerian wedding many years ago, and they did their traditional wedding in Nigeria, but came here to do more of a Western style. Okay, nice. Yeah, yeah. So, so you you see, sometimes it's they don't really want to bring that in. They have separate uh, events for that, um, but it's very interesting. Yeah, I can, and <clears throat> I think one of the cool things is besides you're learning about different cultural traditions and so on is. I think, especially in, from a creative standpoint, you're getting inspiration from so many different right. cultures. Like, oh, like this would look really good in an Arabic wedding. This is something that's not done. This 100%. brings a different look to it, right? Yeah, yeah that's yeah. really, really interesting. Absolutely. But you, <clears throat> so with your, the, uh, the book you just uh, released, uh, mm -hmm. A Carousel of Weddings, it looks beautiful. You know, Thank the cover you. looks really, really nice. <laughs> Um, and you wanted to, uh, correct me if I'm wrong, if I've understood the aim of the book is to showcase, you know, the beauty of like, middle, like our culture in the Middle East and Middle Eastern weddings. So let me ask you, what is, what is unique about our weddings? Hospitality. Well, is, that, is that it? Okay. Tell me a little bit more one about of, that. One of the most unique aspects of our culture is hospitality and how the guest is the priority. Mm. Um, you know, how we curate our food that is served at weddings. Uh, different, um, you know, for example, with local weddings like perfume stations. Um, oh, okay. Oh, this is all new to me. Exactly. Okay, so, you know, like we design beautiful perfume displays so that when the guests arrive, they, they, they can, you know, uh, use the perfume and they do powder rooms for the guests so that they can go in and refresh their makeup. And food is free flowing all night, whether it's the teas and coffees and chocolates. And so hospitality is a big thing in Middle Eastern weddings. Yeah. We also, I think, you know, there's the misconception, we just touched on it, that Middle Easterns are all the same. They're this homogeneous <laughs> group of people. Absolutely not. Yeah. You know, we have 
Christians, we have Muslims, we have uh, Jewish, we have, we, we have, you know, and they're all Arabs, mm-hmm. but they're different, you know, um, religions and uh, uh, they will bring in their different traditions to each Middle Eastern wedding as well. Uh, so the traditions that go around the Middle Eastern wedding, you know, the henna night, um, the, uh, uh, you know, after the wedding, you know, we have what we call them barkiya, you know, there's, mm-hmm. there's all of these like really nice Middle Eastern traditions. Uh, the bridal stage, the kosha, which is very unique to the Middle East as well. Um, you've got cultures like Iran or Iraq, for example, they do a spread, which they call the sufra, and mm-hmm. that has a lot yeah. of like unique details that go into it. Um, the Katbil Iktab, for example, which is the ceremony that we do, uh, that's also quite unique to our cultures. So I think for a lot of people, they don't understand how much depth we have to celebrating our weddings in this part of the world yeah. and how we're all different but the same we're the same but different we're the same but different yeah. we're the same but different exactly yeah and uh, this is what i wanted to show um in the book and i kind of also wanted to highlight uh, dubai as a destination for weddings yeah and uh, to show the endless possibilities here there's there's some in amazing options in terms of uh when it comes to like hotels and stuff Honestly, Dubai ruins you for the rest of the world. Oh, yeah, yeah. There's nowhere else you go. And like in Europe, you'll be paying prices that you're paying here. And I'm getting like a closet, you yeah, know, yeah, but yeah, like yeah, I'm yeah, on yeah. like, you know, the Champs-Elysees or yeah, whatever. Yeah, but yeah. Like, who cares? Yeah, I can and go here service. and do that. Yeah. Service. And yeah. even I think the quality of food now, like Dubai is yeah, such big a big time. food city at the moment. Mm. Um, it's like, you, you're right. It's ruined it for us. And also, I think the level of luxury you get in Dubai is yeah, unparalleled. It, is, it, it really is. It so really if is. you're looking for luxury, I don't think you can get that same level anywhere in the world. Safety is a big thing. Yeah. Um, you know, like... I, I hear a lot about European cities being unsafe at the moment and people don't feel safe being there. So when you're planning a destination wedding, you also have to think of the safety of your guests and that no actually, one will yeah, have I never thought thing. of that, actually. That's it's the last thing. thing I would have ever thought of. When it's it comes a big to thing. It. But you're right. That's yeah. so true. And post-COVID as well, health safety mm. has, is becoming a big priority. You yeah. know, like, am I in a place where, um, you know, we, we have accessibility to good hospitals and doctors and the infrastructure? is, And Dubai has all of that uh, to offer. Um, what city in the world would give you the best of every cuisine that you could think of? Indian cuisine. Italian cuisine, yeah. uh, Middle Eastern, Iranian, uh, you name it, mm. U- European, whatever. You can get amazing food from different parts of the world here. Yeah. You know, you might go to a place, um, let's say you go to, it's, you know, you're not going to be able to get really good Indian there if you, if you have Indian guests coming or if you have Arab. Uh, you know, sometimes people are very particular with food. And yeah, you know how true, it is true, with true. our cultures. That, that's why the sit-down dinner doesn't work for yeah, our weddings. Because no, like, you can't force me to eat this. I want something else. So you know, we have our lavish buffets and food stations. Yeah. And Dubai is like, you, you, you cannot match. You can't. You really can't. No, no, 100%. And touching on what you said about what makes us unique, when you said hospitality, I'm like, it just... I don't know, I automatically just felt it. I'm like, yeah, okay, yeah. I get that. You know, always... We make people feel good. Yeah, like you, get, you have guests coming over, you know, growing up, your parents are like, you have to be like this and whatever. Right. There's so much emphasis on, you know... The guest. Pleasing the guest and being, you know, generous and, you know... Guest making, is king. Care. A guest you is know. king. Yeah. Exactly. And coming on, I have a few more questions for you, Zainab. Uh, yeah. the, one of them, I'm curious to see what you say. It'll be funny. Um, so you said one of your favorite professional, like, mo- <clears throat> mottos or quotes that you live by 
is do it with passion or not at all. Mm -hmm. Could you tell me why that's your favorite and what, like, what does that mean to you? You know, I, even in my personal life, I'm the kind of person that you either do it and do it well or don't even bother. Okay. Either you, even my, you know, personal relationship, either I love you with all my heart or I'm not going to bother with you. I cannot, you know, like this. Compartmentalize. No, it's, it's for me. It's like, I'm, I'm, you know, what you see is what you get with me. Yeah. I'm the kind of person that, you know, if I like you, you can tell. If I don't, you can, you're going to see it. Yeah. You can yeah. see it on my face. I'm not really yeah. a fan. Yeah. Um, even when I do things, if I'm going to do it, I'm going to perfect it. Otherwise, mm. I'm don't want to do it mediocrely. Like I'm, I'm not, if I, if I cook, I'm going to cook well. If I can't cook well, I'm not going to cook. Um, if I'm going to plan a wedding, if I'm going to plan, plan it really well. If I, I'm mm. not going to do that. Everything in my life, I have to feel passionate about. I yeah. have to do it with love. I have to put my heart into it. So this is a motto I live by for everything in my life. If yeah. I'm a mother, I'm going to try to be the best mother I can. A wife, I'm going to be the best wife I can. A friend, I'm going to try and be the best friend. Yeah. Your planner, I'm going to try to be the best planner. <laughs> so for me, is I have to be passionate about what I do. Yeah. And I have a, I'm, I'm a very emotional person. Um, I feel with all my heart. Mm. I, I love with all my heart. And I, I, passion drives me in life. And if yeah. I don't feel it, I can't do it. You can't do it. Like, yeah. And you know what? That's, that's 100% fair. And yeah. obviously, <clears throat> whenever you are doing something that makes you feel that way, no matter what it is, that's what you want to do. You exactly. Know? That's what... Life is too short to, yeah. to live it, you know, being, ah, yeah. yeah, it's okay. Yeah. It's, you know. <laughs> Did you have fun? Yeah, it was fine. It was good, yeah. You know, if I'm not going to go yeah. and enjoy myself, I'm not going. Yeah, fair enough. And you know what? Fair enough. And yeah. I resonate with what you're saying a lot mm -hmm. that I'm myself and Lana as well. Like, I were the type of people, we wear our heart on our sleeve. And like, if I love you, like, you know, I'll yeah. go, to, you know, I'll take a bullet for you. If I don't, like, you know, get out. I don't have, I don't have time. <laughs> exactly. You know, I'm not interested. <laughs> exactly. Um, I was thinking, have you, uh, how, old are your, how old are your kids now? So my eldest is 22. You have three, you have three boys. I have three boys. Yeah, the, the eldest best. is the best. <laughs> so happy with my boys. Uh, the eldest is 22, yeah. 18, okay. and 15. Oh, even the age gap is perfect. <laughs> would, uh, have you ever thought about, you know, when that day will come, would you plan, would you be the one planning like their weddings? Oh, good question. <laughs> well... I think because it must have the, crossed your mind, you know. Like, it, I wonder course, what I do for like course, my my wedding for like my son. Yeah. Uh, I mean, the control freak that I am, <laughs> I don't know if I'm going to allow anyone to plan it. However, having been doing this for all my life, I'm thinking, you know what? Maybe it will be time for me to enjoy having someone else do this for me. Would you hire someone else for that, or? I think it would be very difficult. Yeah, I can't. I, can, I cannot see. I cannot see you doing yeah, that. Yeah, I no think. It, I think if I if I tell you, yeah, maybe I'll be lying. Yeah, I yeah. mean, even though I know I I know the best planners in the world, but um, I think it would be difficult. I think yeah, I, I yeah. would definitely. Um, uh, not allow anyone to touch that. Yeah, yeah I can me. imagine. Yeah. But then, but then it would be a clash with my daughter-in-law because you know I'm, I'm gonna want to do it my way, and it's gonna be her wedding, and I'm gonna have yeah. to be careful with you're, that. You're gonna be the you're gonna be the, yeah. the planner, the client. You're gonna be everything. Exactly, when that time comes. exactly. But hopefully, my future daughters-in-law they will understand that I'm good at what I do and just let me do it. It's okay. If they need a reference, they can, you can send them to me. Definitely. Um, <laughs> that's really funny. Um, Zainab, I just have a few more two more questions for you. Sure. The questions I ask um, all my guests. So, oh, but before that, 
So, and oh, you've been doing this for 15 years. We've worked with you, Yanni. We've had the time. I don't say this because it's, I'm being biased, whatever. I genuinely had the... My wedding was... I, I, you know, you have a perception of how you think it's going to be. I'm like, okay, I know it's going to be good. Mm-hmm. I've always, from the beginning, I'm like, it's going to be good. How it's going to be good, I don't know. Of course. But it was even, I had even more fun than I thought I could, like, have. So it was very special. But when it comes to, like, planning a wedding, if I ask you, you know, from your perspective, because there's sometimes that you might do and sometimes you might not. Do you, would you advise everyone to definitely get a wedding planner or... Because there's a lot of value that you bring and you're taking a lot of stress off my hand. But sometimes, you know, people just want to plan it themselves and it could work. What would, what's, I know your, your answer is, gonna, is tough because it's what you do. But what would you say to that when it comes to like, when I'm planning a wedding, should I get a wedding planner? Yes or no? Look, what, do I, what should I think I about? mean, even if you are someone that is a planner by nature in mm. their everyday life. Yeah. And you can you're organized and you know what you want and you can do you 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 cannot plan your own wedding it's it's not easy to plan your own wedding because there's too much emotion interesting point i never thought of it like that that's true okay yeah it's like it's like having maybe a a surgeon perform a surgery on their child Mm. or their loved one i don't Mm. think it's easy Mm. They could be the best doctor in the world. If they had to, they would. But I'm sure if you ask a lot of surgeons, would you perform a surgery on your own? They'll say no. You know, so because there's too much emotion. You're too, you know, you you have to be a little bit removed to be able to do it properly, do it well to see. And also the experience. Mm. You, you know, you've never planned a wedding before. You don't know what to look out for. You don't know what's important. You don't know what matters most. Um, you don't have the network of suppliers that we do, for example. Mm-hmm. You wouldn't know who's good and who's not. Mm. It's hard. That, that is a very difficult one. Vetting. Yeah. Vetting suppliers. The vetting process, exactly. The vetting process is very difficult. Mm. So even if you can do it, to be able to vet people and to know whether they're going to do a good job, or the, that in itself is going to be a big challenge. And then when we come to the day, do you really want to do that? Mm. Do you really want to be running after suppliers and making sure things are getting done? And man, how are you going to do that? You want to enjoy it. Yeah. You want to be having fun. You yeah, want to true. be relaxed. So I don't recommend it at all. Okay. Definitely hire a planner. Even if you might not want to, uh, let's say, hire someone to design your wedding. You want to design it yourself and you want to you know, do that part by yourself. But still have a planner. Have someone mm. to manage the process for you. Yeah. Someone to help, even if you don't want them to do like the full 100%. thing. Maybe 100%. certain parts. Yeah. Okay. okay. And it gets too much. It gets hectic. It gets stressful. Yeah. Um, and doing it all on your own is not easy. Mm. I mean, just, again, managing all these moving parts. It's, there's so much. You know, I always, it's interesting because people only see the, the setup part of our job which makes it tough for us to explain to people how much work we put Go, in. It goes into, yeah, because I only because see... Because you can't see it. No. You, you can't see that part. Yeah. That's, that's hidden. Yeah. Um, people see, oh, it's a beautiful wedding. Yeah, tables, chairs, flowers. That's the easy part. That's really the easy part. Mm. The tough part is the planning. The planning, And the yeah. or coordination and the logistics. And this is the toughest part, which unfortunately... We cannot show to people. People yeah. cannot imagine how yeah. much work goes. I sometimes tell people, by the way, if I clock the number of hours I put into each wedding, my time, my team's time, 
I don't think anyone can afford to hire us if mm. we're going to charge an hourly rate, yeah. like a lot of sure. like, service providers charge, like whether it's a lawyer or, mm-hmm. you know, they tell you my hourly rate. Yep. If a wedding planner gives you an hourly rate, there's no way you can afford to hire them. Yeah. Anyone can. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. it will be crazy. Yeah. Because it's lit- literally like God knows how many hours of work. I, and, you know, that's, that's, it's so true. Yeah. And I think that is, that's one of the things, it's, it's, it's frustrating when you put so much work into something and yes, the, the client or the person is happy with the final product, but it, you feel like, but you don't know like, well, no. what, what went through, you know, yeah. getting it, you know, it's but that that's stage. part of our job, right? Well, yeah, that's for you that, not exactly. to know is, is means I did my job because exactly. if you were to know, then I didn't do my job. Yeah. The, the, the idea is that you have no clue yeah. <laughs> exactly. as to what happened yeah. for us to get to this day and to, uh, uh, executed yeah. flawlessly. How do you? Um, I can't imagine how like nerve-wracking it must feel. Even though when you do everything right at the end of the day, you're still dealing with people. For example, um, reflecting like our wedding, that the first time like you see like everything we've talked about, all the planning, all the things we visualized, that first look at the venue before like everyone comes, that must be such a nerve-wracking time. Like no, but it's my favorite moment seeing the wedding come together. It's yeah. my favorite moment. Yeah. It's like, you know, I always compare it to being pregnant okay. and seeing your child for the first time. <laughs> it's like all this anticipation. I'm carrying this. Oh, and I finally see it. Oh, there you yeah. are and you're beautiful. Yeah. It's, it's a very proud moment. It's a very emotional moment. And for me, the highlight of every wedding is when you guys walk in yeah. and I see the reaction on your face. Mm-hmm. And then that's when I'm like, okay. Now I've done it. Yeah. They're happy. Tick. Exactly. exactly. Mission accomplished. Yeah. And you know, I have withdrawal symptoms after every wedding. <laughs> I miss it. I'm, I'm like because you know, it's like, you know, like uh, all of a sudden, I'm not talking to you guys. I'm not thinking of you mm-hmm. guys. It's like, oh, you know, you you do miss, you know, uh, your clients after every wedding. It's like, oh, you know, it's over. Yeah. And um, you know, people ask me like, if you can name your favorite wedding, I'm like, I can't. I, They're I like my babies. Could. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> I love them all. <laughs> I love them all. And actually, that, that uh, pregnant example is good. Just from, uh, from a, I'm thinking of it from a time perspective. Because we were working together for yeah. about a year. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So uh, when your advice to like people when, okay, you're planning a wedding, you know, let's say the wedding is, because the time factor is going to have a big impact on your ability to be able to deliver what you know you yeah. can deliver. So how soon should I be... Like what's a what's a safe or a comfortable time frame that you would recommend to clients basically? Like a minimum of six months. Minimum of six. Minimum of six okay. months. However, it's not the mm-hmm. case. Mm-hmm. We're lucky to get three months. I mean, most. I mean, you guys were super early. Yeah. Uh, but that's not the case. Most of the time. Most it's of the time, my average is three to four months. Wow, three to four to do everything that we yes. did in last year. Yes, yes, yes. No, that's yes. not. Quite. I've done. I've done everything that we've done. In one month once. In one month? Mm. Actually, uh, in, Decem- in December, early December, I got a wedding for early Jan for 700 people. <laughs> I said, wow. Yeah. How do you, how, like, that's not, it's, <laughs> I'm trying to just, because even just, the, the, just besides creating the idea, like the back and forth, the feedback, like this, how do you, how did you stretch everything we did? And I thought we did it. It wasn't, we didn't feel rushed. We didn't feel whatever, but there were so many things that we had to do to like get it. Look, I think what ends up happening is there's more pressure on you to make your decisions quicker. Yeah. Closer but, to the time. There's no more. I'm like, okay, yeah, you have to when know. When you know that you have a month 
to do this. You don't have the luxury of let me sleep on it for it's like there's no sleeping on anything. You have there's to no decide. Sleep. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you, you have to decide now, and we need to get. Moving. We actually can work quite quickly. Um, so you know we have processes in place. We know like you know the, the thing that might take mo the most time is the design work. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. but like the planning, we can do very quickly yeah yeah because we we know we have that we know who we 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 we've done this day in day out for many many years yeah so we have a system in place yeah so when it comes to the planning we can turn it out very quickly the design does take time Doesn't, yeah and the whole process really uh i think when you have more time it just it allows you more time to kind of make decisions think about stuff and there are times you may want things if we don't have time that they cannot happen because of yeah. the time exactly yeah, yeah. It, it will limit yeah. What can be done. So six months is like a safe range yeah. to like aim for. Yeah. Okay, yeah. cool, cool. Yeah. But the fact that I can't believe that you have done weddings in like a month, that, that yes, blows my have, mind. Yes, we have, yeah. Respect to you, man. I don't know, I don't know how you did it. Like <laughs> <Thank> we, <you. laughs> Even in our experience, Practice like, wow. makes perfect. <laughs> it clearly, it clearly, clearly does yeah. that. It's, it was, our wedding was fantastic, man. I had such a yeah. good time. Uh, Zainab, just uh, two more questions for you. These are mm -hmm. questions I ask all my guests. So looking back either personally or professionally when i ask you the question what are you most proud of for yourself what would you say um i'm proud of my three boys i look at them today and i'm proud of the men and people they've become and it's i think as far as a job goes i'm most proud of my job as a mother mm. yeah yeah and you know, it's interesting, so many, when I ask that question, a lot of guests, you know, family always comes up, you know, yes. raising kids, you know, the, the relationship they have with that. So that's a beautiful thing. And, you know, I'm not there yet, but when I do, I'll call for <laughs> it's some... It's a magical journey. Uh, yeah. And one that goes by so quickly. You need to enjoy it. Yeah. And yeah, I've heard, I've heard that yeah, too. Yeah. Like, it's like, now I look at my children and I'm like, oh my gosh, when did this happen? Does it really feel like that it, for you, like as a parent, yes, it feels like it that really for you, like, does. yes, a couple of weeks ago, we were like, you know, I was carrying you, you needed me to do 100%. this, whatever, and now it's... It's crazy. I wow. mean, you know, it's very hard for me to look at baby pictures. Oh, really? It's very hard. <laughs> it gets me emotional um, because I can't fathom how, how, how t that time has passed. But also looking back and thinking to myself, I'm so glad of the time I spent with them. I'm so glad that I chose to stay home mm. uh, when I did. I chose to start my own business to be able to be flexible, to have that time with them. It's a luxury. I know not a lot of mothers have that luxury, and yeah. I'm grateful for that. Yeah. Um, and also, I had a rule that I never traveled and left my children. Okay. I never took vacations unless they were with me. Um, so looking back now, I'm actually thankful that I did that because I may look back and regret traveling without them or mm. not spending enough yeah. time with them because their time with us is fleeting. Yeah. Um, you know, they tell you that by the time your child reaches the age of 18, they would have spent, I think, what is it, 90% of their time with you. After that, that's it. Up to the age of 18. Wow. So yeah, I, not, I now have an 18 and a 22-year-old, so that's it for me. But um, You got the one left, the baby one left. left. The baby. He's, he's, he's getting this soon. Yes. But I, you know, it's funny. So many of my friends now have, uh, are about to have, one of them is about to have his first. Another one's about to have his second. And I've always wanted kids. And I've said this on some podcasts recently. 
but seeing like my cousins and like their kids and all that and i'm like <laughs> it's hard I'm, work. Like, i want to do it, but i'm like i'm just thinking i'm like i'm like how how am i gonna have the patience to do that and everyone tells you you'll be surprised yeah everyone says the same thing it's like you have the baby and then it's like a switch it's like an on-off exactly. switch like do you, do you like know? father and exactly you just go you, with do you know it. i was never a morning person like i i loved my morning lion Neither am I, like yeah. i love to sleep in mm -mm. um And, you know, my husband used to joke, he's like, how are you going to get up for those children? Like, you, 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 you know, you're, it's like, I love my morning sleep. Um, and I was like, I, I, but you know what? You, you'd be surprised yeah. when it comes to your children, what you're willing to let go of, what sacrifices you make. Yeah. They just become the center of your life and the most important thing in your life. Yeah. And there's so much joy that you, you get out of becoming a parent. Yeah. Um, you can't imagine your life without them. Like, you know, you think of a time, like, how, do, how was I before like, we what had was, children? Yeah, what was like, that, yeah. yeah how, what was that you know, like? You remember your time now, you know, being without children, you and Lana, and you'll think, did we really have that time where <laughs> we didn't have these, these kids? Um, but my advice is take your time. Yeah. There's no rush. Yeah, of course. Enjoy no. your time. Enjoy the first few years of uh, being married without yeah. having children and the responsibility. Because once they come, they will change your life forever. Yeah. Life will never be the same. Life will never be the same. You famous, will not famous have more words. than five minutes in the shower. <laughs> <laughs> so enjoy it. Yeah. Uh, until that day comes, we'll definitely we'll do a round two of this once. Yes. You know, <laughs> in a couple of years. We'll once talk I have about parenthood. Yes, please. Yeah. <laughs> I'd love any any and all advice. Yes. Um, and Zainab, for my so my last question that I ask all my guests, what is the message you'd like everyone to take home with them today? Oh. Do it with passion or not at all. <laughs> <There you go>. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Keep it simple. Keep it like that. And <clears throat> I want to say thank you so, so much for coming on the show. I wanted to have you on from the beginning, but I'm like, let's get this well. Let's, yes. let's finish this. And yes, then we'll, it will we'll, be more yeah, meaningful. Exactly. Yeah. yeah. There'll be more to reflect on. Thank you, Khaled. This was special for me yeah. to be able to chat with one of my grooms about my favorite <laughs> subject. Um, because you have a perspective yeah. that uh, sometimes people um, I speak to may not have. Yeah, exactly. Um, yeah. And it was uh, really fun chatting to you. Yeah. No, Thank it was a you. pleasure. Thank you so much. Uh, I learned a lot um, working with you. Always was a pleasure. Thank you so much again for the wedding. It was really amazing. It was my pleasure. Um, Zainab, if anyone wants to work with you, reach out to you, what's the best way for them to get in touch um, with you guys? Through our website. Okay. Um, so that's carousel.ae. Okay. Yeah, that's the best way. They can go through different channels there. Okay. Yeah. Uh, and one last thing I just wanted to ask you. Where did the name uh, Carousel come from? Carousel of Life. Ah. <laughs> so, you know, weddings, you get married and you start your Carousel of Life. And also I'm a firm believer in what goes around comes around. And Carousel. Carousel it is. Yes. <laughs> yeah, thank you so, so much. Thank It's you, been a Khaled. pleasure. Guys, to everyone listening, please make sure to like, share, follow, subscribe to the podcast at Hope It Helps Pod on Instagram. And as always, guys, hope it helps. Peace.